Hello and welcome back to episode 3 of the Modcast. We have myself, Daniel Garvin, we have Tobes. There's There's been some scenes here. Uh, Virginia Tech just hit a three-pointer with 1.4 seconds left to tie the game. So I'm, I'm, I'm not even listening to you, Daniel. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> March Madness has gone mental for for Virginia Tech. Um, okay. I'm certain there's going to be like three people listening to this <laughs> that know what that means. But anyway, um, so yeah, that's Tobes. We have Leone. Hello. I'm not watching that game. <laughs> yeah, no, neither am I. College Why not? Basketball isn't. They don't show it in the UK. Anyway, yeah, so it's fair enough. Um, we've, yeah, it's mad to think this is episode three. We've had a little bit of a more extended break between recordings this time, but we're happy to be back. We have plenty to talk about, and oh, we have lots to talk about. We have lots of talk about. It's Mainly Clates losing. Time. Yeah, a lot There's of lots losing. Places. So much Quite losing. Serial bottle drop, but. Losing is content, so <laughs> swing, swings and roundabouts, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, I would the Hereford bottle. The Hereford bottle. So that, I, that, that, I don't know if that unseats Madrid for me is the biggest bottle. I still think Madrid is very much up there. I don't, were you guys there for Madrid? Uh, no, but I watched the YouTube video, and I yeah, think I the Madrid bottle is worse the, because it's just it, it was in one half. The Madrid bottle was one of the greatest things I've ever witnessed live on Twitch. But if you, if you don't know what that is, basically, Clates was, I think he was 5 nil up was in five the one. second leg. 5-1 up, second leg away at Real Madrid in the Champions League with Hertha, and he ended up losing that game um, in extra time. I think it was 5-1 it at halftime, even. It, it was like all happened at the very end. Oh, it was... It, 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 I mean, even I have to say, it all happened after he bought on Dirk Sprint. Yeah. <laughs> So, another, you know, another legend of the channel. Yeah, but so the Hereford bottle was an interesting one in front of a much bigger audience than the Madrid bottle. Yeah. In a much and, bigger stage. And then we had Schalke getting relegated. Yeah, that was that was good. Um, but that did birth reviving Schalke, which is going well on the YouTubes. Um, it's, it's like the preview for Ted Lasso season two. Spoilers. Potential spoilers. Um, yeah, cut that. Bit I out. mean, if you haven't seen it at this point, you're, you're missing yeah. out anyway. So we, we've we've told you to watch it enough times. Yeah, yeah it's like, fault. At this point, if you haven't seen it, that's not not my fault. That's, that's not our fault. Um, yeah. So and then also, of course, we had the signing of the wrong player, which <laughs> the, <laughs> I, I think about that, that yeah, that's on that's on forty one k views on Twitter. Uh, wow. That's like yeah. diss track levels of views. <laughs> that was that was big. Time. I missed that. That was so funny. So I I had my earphones in because I was cooking breakfast at the time, and I sort of it, we were talking about because he was selling whoever it was, and he was, you know, and all I just hear is go, oh no, chat, it's the wrong player. <laughs> yeah, so he's trying to sell Haranik, and he ends up. <laughs> clicking confirm on this Turkish 17 year old midfielder who to be fair wouldn't have been bad but cost like 2 million and wouldn't have come for another year and wasn't needed (laughs) thankfully there's a way to delete that yeah kind of was cleverly edited out of the Twitter video I really hoped that it wouldn't work and it would just take his money anyway (laughs) 
Uh, Just because I thought it would have been funnier. Yeah, so then, yeah, big ups the football manager account for juicing that a little bit by replying. And then which the... <laughs> led to certain uh, yeah, there were some members replies in there. of the Twitterverse not understanding what Twitch is <laughs> and why you would. This is worrying. Why someone would record themselves playing Champ Man space full stop? Really? Um... Should have responded and said, This is worrying. Why would someone tweet this? Or something like that. Should have clapped back. I mean, Clates, Clates ratioed that clown. Yeah, that is true. What what the kids say these days. Um, but we can't forget Clates' fourth loss, which was the the most recent streamer showdown. Yeah. yeah. Like, streamer showdown's a gamble. You know, like, you it's can have... It's a lottery, and I wish we wouldn't have to play Zealand in the quarterfinals every time, because my heart rate doesn't... Can we just not really play like Zealand anymore? I don't know what he does during the league to finish, like, seventh... Isn't it? If he could, if Zealand just like came second, and then we, I don't know, if we meet it's in the final games. or something, that's cool. He does it on but... purpose. He finishes lower, so people don't expect anything, and then he gets the knockouts, and it's. I'm not, I'm not sure. Carnage. I, mean, I don't know just... if he does it on purpose, but every time I, I've watched him talk about it, he like wins his first three games, and then yeah. he like has no idea once he starts losing what to change or what to fix. Is is kind he of he likes to tinker. Like. He's a big tinkerer. But, yeah, so he... I think the last two showdowns, he's won the first three games and then not won any more in the league. Yeah. Well, so I, I think that's... that's I think, yeah, I think that's Clay's strength is if something goes wrong, he doesn't tinker. Yeah, because that's he, really kind of... He knows what just tiny changes to make. Yeah. It's because, like, real life, if you're in the middle of, I don't know, say, the World Cup and... Well, maybe that's not the best example, but like in a relegation stretch in the league, and just like chopping and changing every game isn't gonna produce results from the players because they're not familiar with the tactics. So obviously they give you three tactics to load in, but even so, you want to get some momentum and not change things too drastically. Yeah, I think is the meta. Um, I agree. Do, do you want to deep dive yeah, had... into any of his particular losses? Any of these Zealand's. All right, no, uh, oh, no. <laughs> back to Clates. Say, yeah. Clates, you know, signing the wrong player. Hereford, Schalke, streamer showdown. Um, where do we want Hereford. to tackle first? Let's go for Hereford because yeah. that was something. That was historic. magnificent, <laughs> magnificent, <laughs> magnificent. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm just because it was like I think if we were like. Were we ever top of the league? Were we at least um, in the automatics? We were in the automatics the, the whole season. Screen. I think we were in the automatics yeah. almost the whole season, like in the playoff picture the whole season. Yeah, definitely. Well, like, yeah, we hadn't been outside of the playoffs since game week four or something. See, so, yeah, I got, I got the graph. I'm telling you, it's because Ben was in the chat. If Ben hadn't been there, then, then we would have been fine. He's yeah, but... just, he's just a curse. Yeah. So yeah, second in game week 33, and then come game week 46, out of the playoffs. <laughs> That's quite impressive. And it was third in game week, what, the third to last one? Yeah, so in, third, yeah. Fifth, in game week... What's this? He just had a collapse. Yeah, game week 43 or 44, I can't quite tell. He's this third. wouldn't have happened if he'd had Dan Garvin and Tobes Roney on the pitch. And Barcelona's racking up seven point twos in the huge eighteens or whatever. D. Garvin is he's crap. I'm not. He's not. I don't think he's cut out for 
level. I've never seen him get above a 6.7 in any context. Maybe for Mulvin a couple of times, but yeah, I think Hereford has slightly outgrown him. Um, no, it means no, we get so. another season in the championship. I we missed a lot up. of those. Um, the Hereford bottling stream. I had to go watch it uh, back. So, can you two tell me a little bit about like the energy from mm. chat or like kind of? You had the... to watch it on Clates Live. I did watch it on Clates Live, the, the YouTube, channel YouTube channel with all the live content. Um, which, I mean, I'd much prefer to watch a VOD on YouTube. Yeah, me Twitch, as well. Because I'm just friendly. But yeah, in general, the chat, it was kind of like people would make jokes like, oh, don't bottle it. But like, I don't think anyone actually expected to not be in the playoffs by the end of the season. I yeah. didn't. Then... I've never seen the chat move that fast. <laughs> it was so <laughs> funny. <laughs> no, because, yeah, it was a 93rd minute goal by Barnsley. And then, I don't. I didn't realize what uh, happened. No, until... because Liam Liam put. Uh, oh, he'll like this. Um, there's a shout out to WFC Liam. Um, he put in the chat like, "Oh, Barnsley goal in like the 89th minute as a troll," and then I was like, "Why would you say things like this?" And then and then like one space bar later, Barnsley uh. goal, um, and oh it just erupts. But that was, I mean, content. I think, to be fair, it was probably too early to go up to the Premier League anyway. Oh, we would have been destroyed. Yeah. That is the funniest thing, is everyone calls it, like, a bottle job. (laughs) But I think between, what, Malvern and Hereford, he's earned promotions in something ridiculous, like, 14 out of 18 seasons or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but no one's no one's here for that. No one's, it's, no, that, one's it's no one's that there to recognise your success. Right? If he wasn't slack, they would have they would have won the game and got promoted. Because yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he's ever had a personality better than balanced. Which I mean, it's good if you're like, casual. Is casual good? I thought fairly good. determined, right? He eventually got to fairly, oh, yeah, he had that fairly for, determined oh, yeah. for about a week. Oh yeah, just for a week. <laughs> But I mean, if we thought that was a bottle, he at least in Schalke he had a chance. Hmm. Yeah, Schalke. I mean, to be fair, in that scenario, it was going to be tough to save them because they were already in the mud. But it's yeah, yeah. Schalke's honestly hilarious. I love that series. I love watching just him start Matthew Hop and do all these like ridiculous things just yeah. because. I mean, I I wonder why he starts Matthew Hop. <laughs> it's, my it's, fault. it's fan service. It's literally Tobes. So yeah, 100%. It just is. And Chris Richards up top, and just all these things. And then some YouTube comments come in with, like, I think you don't have this tactically quite right. What if you have a. You know, what if you come in with the wide playmaker on the left and make yeah, like, like, some bison? Double Metzala, inverted wing back. Have you noticed the one star striker? <laughs> Have you noticed that Chris Richards doesn't really have the tactical familiarity to play up yeah. front? Um, so I, I forgive I, I mean, that I bottle can't. as well. I forgive the Schalke bottle because I, you know, I think it's an entertainment series, perhaps. Yeah, I think if you're there for like proper in-depth football manager brain box content, I'm not sure Schalke is the series for you. But <laughs> and the editing is is really like top-notch and it's it's an enjoyable series for entertainment so there's that at least um do you like his signings for season two so far uh, we haven't seen too much of them yeah so we have that we have the Kadira brothers um 
which I mean is funny. The wrong Kadira, like yeah. the wrong Mendy in the in the streamer showdown. Oh yeah. But I think I don't think we can read too much into losing to Union Berlin in the first first game because they also got relegated from the Bundesliga. So I mean, we'll we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I had the if, same thought. I think they're going to be the it'd, other it'd top team. It'd be quite team. funny if it's a, a double failure. It would. <laughs> right. So. Uh, sorry, my doorbell went, so I do apologise if you could hear that in the recording. Okay. Should we edit that out? Or should we just... We'll see how it vibes with the podcast <laughs> feeling in a re-listen. <laughs> we'll we'll yeah. let, let give the audience a behind-the-scenes. Once again, the most professional podcast in the scene. Well, why don't um, we... So I think... Yeah, go ahead, Daniel. We can maybe move swiftly forward to next showdown, if that's what we want to delve into. I want to quickly um, just jump into last showdown. You know, he lost oh, in the yeah, quarters, but this is now three leagues in a row where Clates has finished first, first, and second. I don't think yeah. anyone has had a, like a stretch where they've been top two that consistently for that long. So I think that's pretty cool. Clates is a Saturday night player. He's good Saturdays Definitely. and then Sundays. Yeah, he's, we just need to tell him. He's Ant and Deck. He's he just he's there on a Saturday. He just no the pressure gets to him on a Sunday. Does yeah. he know that there are games on Sunday? No. Uh, I don't know. I think the thing the uh, the home advantage aspect maybe does does Clates in a little bit. I don't know. Like yeah, I'd like to but see the whole tournament a, the, at the, neutrals. The... But Sunday is such a lottery, you know. I mean, you see, yeah, two FIFA YouTubers have won, and I wish Tobes did actually predict in the last modcast. I did. I, well, I said he would. Podcast. I said he would win the league, and then Zealand would win. So I was so close to being like. I, yeah. I mean, you got wrong. the two finalists to do well. So I mean, I said Clates v Jack or Ben in the final, so I was muddled. Yeah. Was good. I can't even remember what I said, but it wasn't right. So <laughs> let's just keep that moving. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I think if we don't face Z in the quarterfinals, who knows? I mean, we don't even know who's in it as we're recording. Yeah, as we're recording. But they have, yeah, they've announced that it's um, Spain and Italy. Um, as 500 mil. Pool. 500 mil, one wildcard from the Premier League, the Bundesliga, and League A. Um, so obviously we've had some good players from Spain and Italy before. Obviously, Victor Osman springs to mind. Um, Handanovic, favorite man. Handanovic, we also considered as a wild card last time, but now of course he would be just part of the normal. And we call. considered Lukaku. Yeah, Lukaku, Varane, who's been a feature of both of the squads in seasons one and two. So, I mean, yeah. Surprise, yeah. Surprise player Kolarov from the first one, who did really well, and everyone was quite shocked. Yeah. So there are there are players. Um, I'm sure there won't be that many like spies listening to the Clays FM podcast. Hello, but spies, if you are listening. If if they are, I appreciate the dedication that you've come. Fifteen minutes into a random podcast, hoping for clues. Um, but yeah, there, there's definitely options. Um, potentially some different directions tactically i mean i don't know again it's a strong independent streamer hours so we'll just have to wait and see what goes on but i'm 
definitely excited for how that could turn out. Showdowns are stressful. They get more and more stressful as time goes by because you just want him to do well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I, I wish he'd like had had the pedigree of winning one. Could he not? If, if he had just beat Lelujo in yeah, that, that would have been so nice. I've just because realized... then you'd just be like, yeah, he's won one. You're immortalized in the in the streamer showdown the, game. But the, it's almost it's like we're Spanish taking league. it. Go ahead, Leonie. No, it's a Spanish league, so there's going to be so many Spanish deep line playmakers about. No, oh, no, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> If we just play Luis Alberto as a Metzala, I think, if we get him. Um, it is interesting. Our prop levels are, you know, basically as if he had already won one. <laughs> because I'm not sure there's going to be yeah. any behind-the-scenes testing this time, but I think he knows what to do. I think he's got it. I think there's a formula you can apply to looking yeah. for players. Because, yeah, it's Friday as we record, and then Wednesday is the draft, which is obviously it's normally on Thursdays, but there's much quicker turnaround of how we can get some testing going. But, I mean, we'll see. Tobes we is know a very what busy makes... man. Yeah, Let's put it that is... way. Yeah. And, well, we know what makes a good player this time. Just don't we draft hope. dumb players at Jao Cancelo, at Kurt Zuma. Um, yeah, but... Who's taking Van Dyke? Oh, Van Dyke, I don't know, actually. Because people wildcarded Ramos, and um, we wildcarded Varan last time. But now that there's two leagues, I, I kind of have the idea that people aren't going to wildcard as many like defenders and, and whatnot, because I think people did yeah, that just because of the shortage. Yeah, but and man, I think the Premier League is, in general, kind of weak at centre-back anyway. Yeah, I do think Van Dyke will get wildcarded, but I think he'll be the only one. Yeah, eventually. I mean, we saw the only person to wildcard in round one was James Alcott, and he didn't do very well. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, um, if the listeners yeah, want a, options. if the listeners want a basketball update, we're in overtime now, down four points with twenty three seconds left. So I think the dream might be dead. Toves is just—he's he, not even paying it. He, he's just <laughs> purely. Well, I went silent well, for a bit there. I don't think anyone noticed. Dan, do you want to tell the the stream why we were delayed ten minutes before we started recording? Oh yeah, we were going to record, and then I was thankfully reminded by my two lovely co-hosts that the FPL deadline was in ten minutes, and I freaked out because I had like three players. Uh, I panic wildcarded and. I didn't even get to finish like inputting players, um, so we'll see how that goes. I guess we've got only only one empty slot, but uh, it's definitely a panic job. And yeah, so I'm currently thirteenth in the Ambo Championship, but that might slide down. Who's, who's your bit. captain this week? I know you couldn't check That's earlier. A great question. I don't know. I just <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just know I'm twentieth. I'm twentieth in the league, and I am happy with that. I mean, it's quite, like, it's really not many points between all the mid-table. Obviously, you've got the the Timors of the world and the Toby Raisins that are just flying. But I've screenshotted yeah, so that I'm in eighth right now just because I don't think, I don't think it'll stay there for very long. <laughs> I'm starting maybe six, seven players this week. I said at the beginning, as long as I didn't finish last, I would be happy. So... I mean, it I would be quite it. difficult to finish last. I think the guy in last probably has, like, Van Dyke still in his team. So, it's... 
I mean, you can definitely tell the people that stop playing after like week three. But I mean, I normally stop playing after week three, but now I'm actually in a league. I feel like yeah, exactly. Can't... I think that that's that's been a, a positive that I actually. I, I learned where the save your team button was about week three. I, I <laughs> and you still because he had a, a torn <laughs> Imagine where you'd be if you'd learned in week one. Yeah, who knows? Maybe I could be up there. One can only dream. I kept a Bamyang in my team for about ten weeks longer than I should have. I had Ramsdale for like five weeks at the beginning. I just had so much faith that a Bamyang would start firing. Like the the community shield sold me a dream. I was like, yeah, he's still got it. Yeah, at least you didn't have William. That's a good point. Oh, yeah. yeah. That didn't go but well. Mistakes were made. I think I've got slightly better at... Well, I say I've got slightly better at doing FPL. Today's example is doesn't paint me in the best light, but... You know, yeah, it's... It's only a game. Again. We go again for... It's only a game at the end of the day. Yeah. Just a game with lots of pride at stake. <laughs> Lots and lots of Friday State. I mean, I don't know if there's a prize for whoever wins. But... I mean, Clates is already having to fork out prizes for prediction league. There's so many, there's so many mugs that <laughs> have been sent into the universe. And, and I don't even think the mugs are up to date. I think they still say Clates FM. They still say twitch.tv forward slash Clates FM. Um... It's despicable. How can you sell out of date merchandise? Well, yeah. I th- think this seems like a good time for us to take a quick break. Yeah, Daniel, could you play us into the break with some taps on your violin? Because um, it's the um, end of the road for my poor oh, hokies. They've, they've, they've gone out. They oh, have gone that's out. really sad. Okay. Let's take a quick break. RIP to the Virginia Tech Hokies. I can't remember what Hokies. the name is. Hokies. Hokies. I don't know what Hokies is. Anyway, break. Bye. Bye. Hello everyone and welcome back to part two of episode three of the Modcast. Um, obviously, first half we've touched on a few topics, the bottlings, the streamer showdowns, and now we have everyone's favourite section of this podcast, which is the USMNT Player Spotlight, brought to you by Tobes Veroni. It's my time to shine. So I don't know if everyone in the um, the Discord has seen me just complaining to no one about the uh, Olympic roster, the horrible yep. U23 roster that was chosen. It's like our D team. And I was very angry about most of the players that were selected and most of the players that are starting. But there's one player that I'm actually very excited about. So last time I, I went pretty a pretty big name as far as US players go. Tyler Adams, you know, he's arguably like the second best U.S. season this year behind Weston McKinney. Plays for the second best team in Germany right now. Um, so we're, you know, I have to up my street cred a little bit and go way deeper. A little bit more niche. Yeah, way more niche. <laughs> so this player does not play in Europe, and they also do not play in the MLS. Shock. It's actually um, a player who plays in the Brazilian top flight. His name is Johnny Cardoso. So he is a defensive midfielder again, um, but he's very different from Tyler Adams. If Tyler Adams is like a ball-winning midfielder and in, in football manager, uh, Johnny Cardoso is a regista. 
He's a completely different kind of player, your deep-lying playmaker, but he also likes to move around a lot. Um, he plays for Internacional, and he actually, I, I believe this is true, had the most minutes in the Brazilian top flight out of any teenager in the league, which is a pretty big deal when you think about like the wonder kids that get signed from the Brazilian league over and over and over again. Um, so I'm pretty excited about Johnny Cardoso. Yeah, I just um, looked him up, and he's literally... Oh, he's he's like three months older than me. I think, oh, every time I see a footballer that's younger than me... Yeah. I mean, no, it's it's, it's, it's a, sad. It, it gets worse. Yeah. It gets worse, because oh, then you get to a point where people start calling players, like, oh, Trenton, they're so old now. Or, like, Pulisic's so old now. And you realize, like, they're so many years younger than me. So it gets worse. I, yeah, I don't know. I just I just see two thousand and one or later on a birth. I'm like, oh, they, they can't be any good yet, and then you realize <laughs> that they are. Um... Yeah, they are. Um, I also want to get this out there before anyone uh, claims that he is not like Eunice Musa. His mother did not just go on vacation in New York and give birth. He was born in New Jersey, and he lived in New Jersey for I think until he was seven. His his family decided to move to Brazil, and he got you know into the International Youth Academy and has been there his whole career. I mean, yeah, I, ex- yeah, I expected the sport to be a Musa. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, his name's what? João Lucas de Souza Cardoso. That's that's a very American name. <laughs> um, Johnny. No, but Johnny. Yeah, on the back of his shirt, it just says Johnny. Like the, Denver, the Wolves. Township, New Jersey. Yeah. Um, cool. I mean, I'll, I can't say I'd heard of him, as will probably be the, the case for most of these player spotlights, but that's why they're a player spotlight, because... We're learning alongside the listeners, so yeah, hopefully. In terms of his, it. yeah, in terms of his position in the squad, he's kind of fighting with um, Owen Odasawi from Wolves as that sort of backup uh, defensive midfielder behind Tyler Adams. They're kind of duking it out to be the the replacement if he gets injured. Um, so, so he'll be Qatar, relevant. Qatar World Cup should he should he should be there. He's also been linked to Marseille. In the last window, he didn't go, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he mess, if he made a move to France uh, or anywhere else in Europe. He he's you know he's pretty good. He's Owen Oden Odesawi, probably a little bit better than him, uh, not quite as athletic, but but I, I really like him. He's one of my favorite uh, young midfielders that we have. Cool. So if in like two three years, Johnny Cardo so is the best regista in. World football. Yeah. You heard it here first. He's the next Frankie um, de Jong. Yeah, there you go. As second yellow card rejoices. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, now we have the spotlight. Who shall we move on to next? Patat, perhaps Bournemouth slash Barnwood. Barnwood. Dan, uh, I'm still blaming you. <laughs> cereal bottlers. Um, you are. A, you jinxed it. Well, yeah, so for some context, Bromwood were 2 0 up. Was it at uh, half time? Yeah, so. Uh, um, and then no, I was like, oh, were well. we 1 0 up at the half? I think we were 1 0 up at the half. I don't know. Well, yeah, and then you were 2 0 up. And at 2 0 up, I'd like put a message in the general footy Discord. Um, Saying how good like, we oh, were. Yeah, yeah Bromwood are good. They might go up. And then, yeah. <laughs> and it ended 2 2 with a goal in the 75th and the 88th. And it's not like this is the first time it happened, because like three weeks ago we were 2-0 up and ended up drawing 2-2. 
and the other week we were like three nil up and ended up drawing two two, and then we were two nil up again and ended up losing three two. So that's quite impressive to be three nil up and then end up drawing two two. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what my brain is? My brain is a like fried. You're just frazzled, but especially at thinking of <laughs> Boromwood. I've got that, and then I've got Bournemouth doing everything they can to throw away the playoffs, apart from beating Swansea. Yeah, I mean, it could still make it. I mean, was it um, who's just gone to uh, what? Who sacked their manager and then they've got a Bournemouth reject in? I can't even remember. Sheffield. Um, oh yeah, obviously Sheffield United have got just Tindall. Yeah, the thing is, I rated. I would have given Tindall more time personally. I don't think he was given enough time. Like mm. as soon as things went rough, they got rid of him, which I don't think is how you. Should I mean it's it's the Watford model? Exactly, <laughs> just... that's because we had such stability under Eddie Howe. Yeah, but... and now you, yeah, you go in prime like. Oh, I just wish Eddie Howe would come back. Abramovich, Chelsea, but genuinely, if Eddie Howe wants to come back, that would be fantastic. Yeah. I wonder <laughs> if he'd end up going to like a Celtic or something. He was linked with Celtic, but apparently he wanted a prem move. I mean, he's allegedly don't, don't sold his um, no, he's allegedly sold his house in Bournemouth. No, no. So, who knows? Do but, you think um, it was right to sack him at the time, though? I don't think he was sacked. I think he. Oh, do you think it was a, a I think mutual it was, consent? One of them? again, oh. spoiler alert. I think it was very much like Ted Lasso, where he offered his resignation. And I think it was the point the club put, like, you could see by the end, I don't know if you saw his sort of interviews off the end, he looked so tired and, like, yeah. just unhappy and stressed. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, yeah. being a football manager if... is a, it's a long job. You don't, you know, you don't yeah. get to see your kids grow up. You're not home for Christmases and birthdays and what have you. And I yeah. think he just and needed especially when you've been And you've been at one club for so long, like, we saw it this week with Chris Wilder, like... Is, I don't know if that's a sacking as well or another one of those. Um... Well, I think someone where they loved the club, like Eddie Howe is Bournemouth. Let's you know, let's be real here. He yeah, played for I us think... for his first spell was eight uh, eight years, and then he did another three years, and then he was manager. You know, and he was manager for three years, went to Burnley, and then he was manager for another eight years. So Eddie Howe is AFC Bournemouth. Like you think, if I say AFC Bournemouth, my head immediately goes. Eddie Howe, you know. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I must have been sad to see him go. Um, it, it was a weird one for me because I was convinced he was staying. I was convinced he was going to have another go and if he didn't take us up the first season then he would go. Um, so like, it completely shocked me and I know it shocked a lot of people but then you know, eventually the club did have to have some change, he wasn't going to stay there forever. So when they said they want to change, they then went and brought in his assistant manager. So yeah, uh, what, what a way to to roll the dice. Um, but I, I think the thing for me is I support both clubs, and they're very similar clubs. They're both very family orientated clubs with a manager who was a player and who is loved by the fans and what have you. And small clubs, like let's be real here, Bournemouth have a stadium that's got less seats than that one massive stand at the Spurs stadium. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Though if you think about it, like, region-wise, like, I don't know, I guess they could support Southampton or Portsmouth, but, I mean, it's kind of, like, a bit of a Lincoln in that sense that, like, they're small, relatively speaking, but, like, everyone from around that area is 
like it's kind of Bournemouth yeah. or no one. You you so. know Bournemouth like in that area that's the club obviously you've got Weymouth and you know small clubs you've got Pool Town and that sort of thing. That's um, where Weymouth like, is. Yes, yeah. Weymouth is near Bournemouth, so they have they have a like affiliate link. Yeah, because I went to the New Forest for DV and Tobes, do you know what DV is? Never mind. <laughs> lots of lots of walking. Um, I, I don't. It, but it keep doesn't going. matter. Um, it's, it's a it's a it's a like a it's like a ba- like a badge. It's, yeah, it's, a, it's an award. Thing. So yeah, you do a lot of walking and volunteering. Anyway. anyway, I went to New Forest for the walking part of it, and literally every vehicle you see there's like the cherries of Bournemouth in the thing and like people people like Bournemouth around there um, yeah it's it's I think it's a very passionate fan base yeah. so we before Covid we would go to Bournemouth twice a year three times a year maybe um and I was very privileged I had been in a situation through personal circumstances when I wasn't very well and Eddie Howe found out about it and invited me and my family down to the stadium to have lunch with him and watch training when we were down there once um so I mean, me, that doesn't highlight how much of a great bloke Eddie Howe is. Yeah, so when I had been unwell originally, he sent me a card, like a signed card, and then we mm. went down and we watched them train. And like, So basically, what happened was that he's, like, we met him outside the training ground and we thought it was just going to be like, you know, we'll get the squad to sign this shirt for you or whatever. And he said, no, come in, come in. You know, we we'll sort you out. And then later in the year, he gave he personally sent me tickets to go and watch another game. Like, he, like, what, what, and he was he was guy. such a lovely guy like he was so down to earth so normal as with a squad like it was like you could sense there was that just like that good feeling there yeah. and I think that kind of as the results roughened I think I think he may have slightly lost the dressing room I don't really know maybe but you know what it you know we're focusing on the future now yeah could still get playoffs I doubt it but we could so I feel like I've talked enough, Dan. Do you want to talk about Stevenage? Well, I, want, I just have a quick question, Leonie. Is it cathartic yep. to talk about this sort of thing, or is it just sad? It's a mix, because I don't, I don't have many friends who like football, so I don't tend to talk about this very much. So it's it's it's, it's a nice release to like be able to say it, but also it does sort of make me feel a bit sad, like wondering where we could have been if Eddie Howard stayed. Yeah. I'm going to pretend I didn't have to just Google what cathartic means. Um, <laughs> it so might be Stephen. an American word. No, because no, I know what it means. It's definitely a normal word. I just don't have a very good vocabulary. And I took English at A-level, so that's that's good. Um, <laughs> anyway, Stevenage um, are allergic to scoring goals. Um, obviously, everyone's favourite Malvern legend, Jamie Cumming, um, hasn't conceded in so long I think it's like six games at this point but three of those games Steven Nidge have drawn 0-0 and then yeah it's... yeah you've had six clean sheets in a row a row, yeah. Not a row. so yeah when I follow is not breaking obviously I get to watch because we don't even threaten in front of goal it's just uh, you it's, haven't lost in ter- eight though yeah we don't we don't lose but we just don't like if even I don't know we would be in the playoffs if we could like score goals and it's just made worse by the fact all of our summer recruitment was strikers like we bring in Marcus Denanga, Ty Marsh, um, um, and literally we just don't score literally what we try and do we just launch it to our quick striker Elliot List and then sometimes for some reason 
our manager doesn't play him up front, even though he's clearly the best up front. Didn't you bring any Effie on in as well? Or did I make that up? Yeah, and he was crap. Um, <laughs> he was, um, you like to buy players who are good in the National League and just can't make that step up. Yeah, so I think our recruitment process is just like gamble on seven or eight players. <laughs> yeah, to be that fair, you should good. be in the National League. So clearly that's yeah. the recruitment model. That's fine. No, no, genu- genuinely. No, genuinely. Uh, because we would have got relegated, but then had Macclesfield not gone bust. Macclesfield uh, uh, got bust because obviously we had to we had to recruit as mm-hmm. if we were going to play in the national league because obviously you can't. Okay. Couldn't promise. You didn't players. know what the points deduction was going to be. So, so yeah. Steven Edge fans don't even like try to argue that they're just like, yeah, no, they, we should be. They no, were mathematically it's, it's relegated, Tobes, and then Macclesfield okay. went bust and got a points deduction. Wow. Which then took Stevenage out the drop zone. This was after, like, at the end of the season. No, I, I, I think, yeah, that. I didn't is... know it was after the season though. That's, that's no, yeah, even it was crazier. after the season. This, so yeah, they had already made like eight signings by the time they um, learnt that they weren't actually getting relegated. So hopefully, yeah, there's one American fan out there who's learning something alongside me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm sure Brian's learning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if if you're listening, hi Brian. Um, yeah, so Stephen. Yeah, because we finished twenty fourth. Because obviously Barry went bust in the same yeah. year, so <laughs> lucked out a little bit in the same. That yeah, two the two relegation spots got filled by two teams that went bust. Two teams that had massive like dissolving orders. Well, I also um, didn't realize it was the same year. I didn't realize yeah. we finished bottom, and it was the same year. Yeah. yeah. So when I say they should be national league, that's not me being. We- Absolutely, okay. should be okay. <laughs> And then, yeah, we spent like the entire first half of the year also loitering around relegation, and then we just stopped conceding goals and climbed up. So that's. I'm just looking at your good. summer transfers. I'm trying to see. I mean, do you think? Do you blame the the strikers for not doing it? Because it seems like there's a lot of new ones coming in, or is it something else? Is it like the midfield can't provide any service, I mean, or you can't play out of the back, or, or something like that? You've made a lot of signings. Sorry, continue. Yeah, yeah, no, this is it. This, we we throw a lot of darts blindly at the board. I don't know if it's a lot of our strikers are kind of just passengers in a way, but at the same time, because we kind of. Our main game plan is definitely, at least since January or so, it's um, be solid defensively and try and counter-attack. So the strikers maybe are feeding off scraps a little bit, but even the finishing sometimes isn't great. And gotcha. You'd hope for a little bit more creativity, but that's League 2 anyway. You just launch it and hope for the best. So, yeah, I think... I'd like to see a game between uh, Stevenage and the USA Olympic team. Just to see if someone will be forced to try to score. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd probably back Steven. I, I would too, but I, you know, it would be exciting to see them have possession and try to score. I'm yeah. not sure. I mean, we we can we can only dream. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I think football is so weird this season because of the pandemic. I think it's yeah. just. Like it's it's a very strange season. I mean, oh, I don't I don't know if I've ever told you this, Tobes. Um, Stevenage did have an American player once. Um, who? Robbie Rogers. Who was? Oh yeah, uh, I remember Robbie yeah. Rogers. The second um, male footballer to, in Britain to come out as gay yeah. in 2013, and that was 
after I think no yeah that was while he was on loan at Stevenage from Leeds um so yeah he was I mean he well I must really be confused anything, because I thought I remembered him coming out when he was on the LA Galaxy it might have been I don't know it says I February 2013 I, I, I think he had... was he was about to go to LA Galaxy we had Emerson Hyman we had Brad Smith and we Cameron currently have Carter Vickers, who I, yeah. I want us to sign him on a permanent so bad. He's so uh, good. If only he could be on this Olympic team. Why didn't she release him, Leone? <laughs> because we need all the help we can get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. We need ev- like everything we can get to help us, we need. Yeah, no, I, I think that if it's a... You should not release a starter to go play the Dominican Republic E23s. I, I'll, <laughs> I'll give you that. <laughs> No, I... Because what Bournemouth are seventh at the moment? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Is seventh with the place below the playoffs? Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't know. Obviously, business end of the season. And tomorrow we've got be. FA Cup football. Oh yeah, you're still in the FA Cup, aren't they? Got Southampton. Battle of the South Coast. Um. So yeah, hopefully we've been able to shed a little bit of insight into our respective football fandoms, so to speak. Um, yeah. I mean, we could do a whole podcast talking about football, we probably. We could talk about football for hours. Um, see, we try to keep it as concise as we can. Um, yeah. But, I mean, let us know what you want us to talk about on the podcast. You know, hopefully we'll have a special guest next time. Soon, yeah. Um, we're, we're, we're in some negotiations Um Okay, so I think that is maybe a good place to wrap it up for this week. Um, Hopefully you've enjoyed listening to us ramble on about all sorts of things, which is what this podcast consists of anyway. So, um, yeah, let us know. I think there's one more thing before we go. Oh, go on. I think we're getting a little bit of a teaser, aren't we? There is another project that that a mod may be working on, and that mod might be me. One particular mod has some things in the work that... Stay tuned till the end of the video. Yeah. So, that's going to be goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Goodbye, have mind. Fulham and the United States of America. Over the last 20 years, their histories have been connected by three American captains. In 2004, it was Brian McBride. Alongside him, the ever-reliable Carlos Bocanegra. But neither were as talismanic as Clint Dempsey, the United States' all-time leading goal scorer. Alongside compatriots Casey Keller and Eddie Johnson, the three national team heroes rescued Fulham from relegation in 2007 and 2008. Clint Dempsey left Craven Cottage for Tottenham in 2012, the golden era of full America left with him. Emerson Hindman and Luca De La Torre failed to break into the senior team, and Fulham were relegated to the championship in 2014. Flash forward to the present day, though, and Americans Anthony Robinson and Tim Ream are fighting once again to keep Fulham up, while a horde of talented young Americans are sprinkled across Europe for the first time in history. We're bringing them all home. This is Full America.